Welcome back, film fans. This is Beer, Bourbon, and a Movie. I'm Tawana. And I'm Vaughn. And we're two filmmaking cinephiles dedicated to the art of film, the taste of a good beverage, and everything in between. We're glad you're back, people. So grab a seat, film fans, beer drinkers, and bourbon lovers alike. This is episode 17. So, Tawana, we, today we're going to be reviewing I, Tanya. Yes. And Shape of Water. Yes, sir. What are we going to drink today, Tawana? We're drinking uh, Six Point, straight out of Brooklyn, New York. Right now. BK all day. We're drinking six points. Um, uh, why the hell can I remember the name? Sweet action when it's sitting right in front of my yeah, face. Sweet action. You might have had a few too many. <laughs> I did have like three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little bit of a drinker. We're starting um, the show right, guys. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a drinker, but the, you all know that. The party's so on. It's fine. But uh, so, okay. So basically, we're doing I, Tanya, and we're doing The Shape of Water. Both Golden Globe nominated and Golden Globe winners. Um, Guillermo and, took it. Yes, Guillermo took it. And there was a couple other uh, awards took it in the Golden Globes. But anyway, um, so also, because of Itanya, she is a American blonde, right? Oh, so yeah. we figured we'd try something. Trashy blonde all day. Oh, yeah. So we figured we'd try something like a Golden American Ale, a Golden Blonde Ale, some people call them sweet cream beers. It de- it all depends on which which side you're drinking from. So anyway, so six points sweet action is is sort of um, an original creation. You know, it divide it defies categor- categorization. Uh, apparently, I can't speak, mm-hmm. and um, speaks directly to everyone's palate. I think it's it's like part cream, part wheat, part pale ale, as they say, all sweet action. Um, I like it. It's got a little bit of a hop, a little more than I like, actually. But it goes down smooth, and it's quite tasty. Um, it's got the wheat is, I think, what's pulling me into it the most. So you basically, you like it, though? I like it a lot. You do love your wheat beers. I do love my wheat beers. You know that. For sure. I well, mean, I mean, that seemed kind of, you know, condescending. But it's good. <laughs> no, it's, it's apropos. It's apropos. Well, today I'm having wild turkey because I felt like after seeing um, I, Tanya specifically, I felt like it was all about straight up Kentucky bourbon, kind of trashy. but Redneck. Always, you know, not necessarily redneck. She said she's a redneck. She was a redneck, but it, it feels redneck enough. And with Matthew McConaughey promoting it now, it definitely feels redneck, redneck enough. Redneck with a touch of class. Right, with just a touch. But uh, it's good bourbon. Um, it's been aged anywhere from five to eight years, so it's a little stronger than some of the others and a little more richer in body. It has some interesting vanilla notes, uh, pear, and the, the usual hints of spices that you normally get with bourbons. And this one, this one's pretty good. It's got a little kick to it. And how I would drink it with, um, in thinking about the shape of water, yes. I would create it into like a cocktail with like a, make it like an old fashioned. Alex and I have been having old fashions in here in the studio. Yes, you have. While we've been waiting to record. So, uh, it's really been a nice little trip. And I'll put the uh, old-fashioned recipe on the Facebook page yes, so you yes. can check it out. We'll definitely put in the, um, in the uh, show notes, too, on uh, SoundCloud. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are we watching? 
Let's talk about Itanya first. All right. Itanya, competitive ice skater Tanya Harding, rises amongst the ranks at the U.S. Figure Skating Championships, but her future in her activity is thrown into doubt when her ex-husband intervenes. We all know the story of Tanya Harding, yeah, especially yeah. if you're an American. Yes. Even we, the New Zealanders was a big even deal. Even the New Zealanders was a big deal. I'm sure it was a big deal everywhere, considering the the conspiracy and the whole right. controversy of well, it Well, you know what, what's interesting to me, and I think that the movie kind of captured that that sense of where how we in America, we want we want heroes and we want to make out of our athletes. We want to absolutely fold them into this image of what we think is American and appropriate. Like, because for the poor, but what was the problem with um, Harding was the fact that she was not America's sweetheart. She wasn't, she wasn't pretty and prim and proper and fancy and, and cute and sexy. She was, you know, she was just that girl from around the way. She was white way. bread. She was wonder she without was any wonder shine. She was wonder bread all day, but you know, <laughs> She had. She was that white trashy kind of girl. She she was a girl that who kind grew up, of. She <laughs> just very was. much was. And, and no dis no disrespect. <laughs> no disrespect. But this she is just, reality. She just was, and she calls herself a redneck herself. She doesn't. So it's not a lie. It's not but the a thing lie. is, and they wanted you know they always juxtapose her against Nancy Kerrigan, who was America's sweetheart. America's they kind of grew sweetheart. up the kind of same kind of way, family yeah. and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But you know, Tanya grew up on the wrong side of the tracks with. You know, some there bad no influences in her family. <laughs> you know, it was just a really sad situation. She was abused by her mom, and she just mom had a lot going awesome. on with her. Yeah. And I think that it just kind of, this film kind of told the story in a different way. You saw a little bit more of the perspective from Tanya and, and, and her relations. Yeah, this really makes you feel bad for Tanya mm -hmm. in, in a lot of ways. Because, first of all, her mom... What what did I say earlier? She mm. her mom is the Joe Jackson of the skating world. Oh yeah. He she beat the hell out of her. She cussed her every two minutes. She called her a bull dyke on skates. Yeah, she was she was she was hardcore. <laughs> like, what the fuck? This is horrible. Well, you know, stuff. I, the saddest thing about it, I think that in the mom's defense, not that I'm defending her violent behavior or anything, but I'm just saying she thought that by motivating her with negative yeah. motivation, with that negative that was motivation would get push it. her forward. She did not understand that some positive reinforcement right. would actually work better. Well, she thought she's like, I hated my mother. You should hate yours too. What's right. the problem? Right. But she had no positivity in her life. She was a negative woman with yeah. like six husbands, right? Miserable chain smoker, yes, cusser. Just she she had no love for anyone. I don't even know how she had six husbands. Well, she, uh, six separate men thought she was she was important enough to marry, right. maybe have sex with, but important enough to marry. With that haircut. With that haircut and those glasses. Well, let's remember this was the eighties and this was the 80s. early nineties. So, and she's in fucking Boondoggle, yeah, in Oregon. It's Oregon, so there was a lot going on there. In that I feel like there were better choices. Once you leave, you only have to be <laughs> ten minutes outside of the People's Republic, right? Oh Portland, flyover uh, states. I feel like to uh, find. Uh, Find out the other half lives. It's hard to find love. It's hard places. to find love. But I wanted to say um, high marks go to Margot Robbie and um, Allison Janney. Mm -hmm. Everybody was fantastic, but these two Absolutely. were the highlights of the film. Absolutely. Highlights. There were moments when I just laughed out loud in the theater. I did too. When Allison Janney had her, 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 her lines. And they, they just felt so real. And she just, <laughs> you know, the thing was, there was just moments when you're like, when I, when I can imagine, and I'm not a parent, but I can imagine 
there would be some moments when I'd be like thinking that about my kid, and I just wouldn't say it because we're just we're all conditioned in in this society to to not treat our kids bad and not think badly about our kids and and to do all these things. Think and bad, she had no filter. No. She was just like, she well, "Fuck like, you, she, you're dumbass. You make bad she choices." Like, she was like, "You can't. You don't right. on wedding day." She, was she like, just you blatantly called you her a don't cunt. Ma- you fuck them. You don't marry them. I right. was like, "Wow." She was trying to teach her how to marry up and not marry <laughs> she was like, down. Yeah, don't marry. You fucked them. Don't marry them. I was like, wow, this is her wedding day. Right. You couldn't give. I mean, the woman was. She was so happy and having a great time. She's like, hey, mom, yeah, you having a good nothing. time? She was like, yeah, I'm real happy for you. Right. And she smoked her She's cigarette. She's Jane smoking like, these there's cigarettes. Like, there's like cigarillo type things. Right? Oh yeah. Like yeah. The, yeah. Moors? With those thin. Yeah. Uh, the, some, the long yeah, black ones. Yeah. to that. Yeah. Like that. like the black. The darker version of Virginia Slims. Yeah, it was but very I loved, like, special. The first, the first kind of half of the film, the first twenty minutes was, um, it was really the, is it Allison or Alice Janning? It's Allison Janning. Allison Janning. So, yeah, I mean, she really shone. I mean, I was just looking over. Vaughn was howling. Yeah. Because Vaughn loves a bit of nagging in a. <laughs> I like in a, in a, in a I film. like the darker side of of characters in films. I'm not the happy film guy. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. the darker side of the characters, but. Uh, she was she was everything for me. She she was every moment. <laughs> there was a moment when she kicked the chair in, in the kitchen. Oh, when she kicked like, her out the chair. She was like, I just couldn't listen take to it. me when I'm talking to you. If you I could have just yelled chair? in the theater, I would have. There were just so many beautiful, beautiful and quite sad moments what, in the film. Like she would like yell out. At the skating rink, like you fucking cunt. Right. She was just. She'd be like, "Lick my ass." She made her piss herself. I pay you money. Yeah, she made her piss herself. She said, "Now, now skate wet." I was like, "Wow, (laughs) dude, come on." It was was just some heartless. My feelings. And and you know that I was watching a documentary recently where Tanya was talking about all those years and how she and her mother are still estranged. She she does not allow her mother to have any kind of involvement in her life now. And, and Tanya has a young child She has now. a seven-year-old son, yeah. She doesn't want her mother anywhere around it. Her mother's actually been trying to reach out to her, but yeah, she's, she, she's, she's actually dying. decided she's that she was nothing to do with this woman. No, I, would and, you? And I understand that 100%. And I think that, you know, we live in a culture where parents are raised up on this level and, and, and put on a pedestal, and most of them should be, but there are some fucked up parents out here in no. this world. So definitely. I think this movie Tanya's mom definitely captures it. And it was just, you know, it, this woman, she she struggled a lot to get ahead. And plus, because she didn't fit the mold of what the skating community thought was right. acceptable. They didn't like she her was from the always job. the outcast. And it didn't matter how talented no. she was. She was just mistreated. She didn't get the scores. Yeah. She just They just didn't think she was good enough. Well, because she wasn't dressed the way that right. she had, they needed her to be dressed. Her family life wasn't the way they wanted right. it to be. And... Ultimately, like her music wasn't great. Yeah, she wanted her to play candor, rock and roll. She she was she just wanted like, like heavy metal. They yeah. didn't like any of that. And they so to hear that. even though she did, she was the first woman to ever do a triples, triple axel, triple, triple axel. Yes. So I do that every day, by the way, guys. Yeah, I know. Um, in this wheelchair, I'm triple axing all over town. Yes, she do. Especially when you're happy. Yes. <laughs> you do. You actually do a spin. Three I times. do a spin. <laughs> I do a Put spin. your hand in the air. That's like right. Likes the sound of music. It's, no, it's not the sound of music. It's in the, it's in the middle of the club. <laughs> the avenues oh, the are alive <laughs> with the sound the of trap. Excuse me music. for the club heads. It's yeah. it's all about the club. It's, I don't give a fuck about no the music. There's no trap. There's no trap for him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like groups. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm in the club. <laughs> but anyway. But yeah, so. <laughs> I'm just imagining it. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I really felt really bad for her. I didn't know she had such a horrible life. Yeah, it's just super dysfunctional. Family was poor. All right, fine. But then she had like a poor redneck family. Okay, so there's a lot of that. Okay, fine. But she also had like super selfish asshole of a mom, which we just said. Right, the Joe Jackson of the skating world, a molesting stepbrother. Yeah, just fucking creepy. They only spent a, a, a half a minute on him, but that's. But that was enough. That's yeah. And considering there was more siblings that they just didn't even show. Yeah, there was a more, lot of. There were she more. Was her, she, didn't she say she was like her sixth kid or something? Yeah, or yeah, she was way down the line. She was way children. down the line in the children, and then um, she had an absent dad. An abusive husband. Right. Which, okay, so they, they play on whether, on, on whose side of the story we're watching from. Right. But that was interesting. I'm going to say. That's, I was interesting how they was, dealt with that. Topic. She was getting her ass beat. Because they did it, they did it in the form of a documentary. Absolutely. So because of that, you could go from his perspective mm. to her perspective. And then they would do the, the juxtaposition. So he would tell it one way, she would tell it another. Yeah, because like the, the scene that we've all seen in the trailers where she shoots at him with the shotgun, she says this whole thing about how she was abused and, and talks about their relationship. And, and you see her get smacked and, and slammed into mirrors and all this stuff. And he goes, I never hit her. We never fought. Um, she actually shot me once. And then she comes out of the bedroom with a shotgun and is like, this never really happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This and never really happened. Him, and then boom, cocks it again. And she cocks it again, shoots at him. Yeah, it was, it was some masterful storytelling. And there were moments when, like, there was the, the scenes that I like was when she was training with her trainer. Yes. And she was running through the forest and mm. she had, she had the. She had dog food on her dog back. Dog food on her back. Like she was Rocky carrying style. the bag. And, you know, and then the. Lifting the, logs. Uh, lifting logs, bottles of water. The trainer would literally yeah. turn to the camera and say, and say this, oh, this really, really had happened. happened. Yeah, so they broke a, the fourth wall. There were some lot. beautiful moments of, of filmmaking in, in, in this film. And yeah. I think that I'm, I'm glad to see that because they didn't really have to do that. They could have just told this story right. in, in the, the purest of forms. But I, I like the fact that well, they played with us a little you bit. You know what, too? It felt like, it felt like you, you remember watching Cops when it first started? It felt like Cops a lot. You know, that sort of 80s run-and-gun style. Yeah. But then it had some really definitive, like, pieces of, like, real work in the craft. So they had jump cuts, which is, for people who don't know what jump cuts are, jump cuts are when you see the same scene, but they speed it up three separate times in a row. So then they had segues, which which is when one scene leads into another scene, which leads into another scene, which was the scene in, in, that I'm referring to is the scene in the house. So if you've seen the film... I love that, the scene the in That was one of my favorite scenes. When you see uh, Tanya has finally left her husband, it goes from one section when she's leaving him to like to like every single moment after that he's gone through after, the, after, after she's, she's gone. gone. So yeah. it's like from when she left... To another part, to another part, and then like the final. So minute. beautifully done. There was moments when he was sitting on the floor. There was moments when he was looking out the window. Then it was. Yeah. Then the camera moved outside of the house. Yes. Into the outside area. It was just, and I even said, I think out loud, mm -hmm. I love that scene. Yeah, it and was, there was a very just, good There were just some really great moments in right. this film, and, and it is so, yeah. and it kind of captured the, the loneliness and the sadness and the obsession of the characters because I think that. Oh, you having another one, Tawana? Yes, I am having another time? one. Oh, I guess Alex is ready for another one, too. I mean, this, um, we cracked I'll be the bartender, time. Alex. You'll be the bartender? Oh, you're, you're, you're welcome. Okay, thank you're welcome. you. But you're welcome to help me. Excuse me, <laughs> film fans. Back to the show. Um, I think that um, 
there were just some some really poignant moments in that. It, even the 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 nerdy friend who Galuli went to and hung out with all the Sean? time. Yes, the, Sean. The, the fat slob who <laughs> who is real. Amazing. Yes. I didn't remember Amazing that. Amazing actor, by the I way. Loved Amazing it. actor because he it. was exactly like the guy they show. Nailed it. They recap it and show it at the end yeah. where you can like see everything and blah, blah, blah. The I, real knew, I knew people like that, by the way. Did you? you? There's <laughs> a lot of weird fucking basement dwelling Kiwis who would get Soldier like of Fortune that. magazine, pretend right. like... I would because I was I was obsessed with World War Two memorabilia when I was in like when I was yeah. a kid. So I would go to these old army surplus stores and they're just full of all these guys with a pretend military record, just obsessing over like just imagining they have these lives that are way. Yeah, he's and like, then, oh he's, my god, he's what did he say? I, I'm character. a international. International counterterrorism specialist. Right, yeah. that's what he called himself. And they were like, "No, you're not." Right. Well, he's yeah, like, he's, "No, I am." Yeah. He was like, "We." He was like, "I've been quoted in magazines." They were like, "No, you weren't." We looked <laughs> Which it magazine? Up. Which magazine? He was like, "Um, um uh, travel magazine." Uh, travel magazines. But he Maybe says it last season. <laughs> yeah, but he says it so sincerely. Because he truly, those are the kind of people that convince themselves he's of who they are. Yes. They convince themselves. They totally of the believe their story. Yeah, they completely believe their story and they believe in the delusion. Entirely. And and that's the other thing about how this story unfolds. Yes. Whether you believe Na- uh, Tanya had anything to do with Nancy Kerrigan's attack yes. or anything or not, they they lead you down this path of exploring the possibility. Of self-discovery. Right. That, yeah. well, she there's parts of it that she knew, and I think there was another plan based on how this film rolls out. I think there was another plan. I don't think it was meant to be. What actually well, happened? Based off the film, and this doesn't spoil it because this is pretty much a documentary. Um, it it starts out that they were going to send her um, death threatening threat. letters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, death threats through the mail, and they had hired someone to do it through this stupid friend Sean, this delusional friend Sean. Right. And that did, Tanya's boyfriend, Ta- not, not Tanya. No, Tanya's, Tanya's boyfriend's friend. Mm-hmm. Yes. Husband. Husband's husband. friend. Yeah, yes. that was her husband at that moment. So. Yeah, so then, but then Sean went off on his own and did what he wanted. And right. that's what led to her right. being hit in the knee. Just, just, just amazing. But I'm so, what, I, what I'm happy about is that they didn't waste too much time telling us about Nancy's story. I'm so happy I didn't hear about that Nancy. That was the, that's the best part of the Even whole thing. Even when this went down, I was kind of like, I don't give a fuck about Nancy. Right, it was just like, <laughs> okay. No Tanya. one cared about Nancy. No one cared about Nancy. And the Nancy. saddest thing is like, and I was it, sad it, about what Nancy. it reminded she, she me of. back in a few weeks. And so I know that you guys are, you're, you're a little younger than me, but what it reminded me <laughs> of <little>. was when <laughs> Vanessa Williams was stripped of her title as Miss America back oh, in 1984. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was so many And scandals. they gave it to Suzette Charles, who was the first runner-up. But nobody gave a shit about Suzette Charles during that time it was always about it was always about but listen so funny that period of time had so many different controversies and scandals because uh what's his name jeff the husband's name was jeff Jeff? galuli so galuli is talking about how his sentence is coming up and he's about to report to he's about to report to prison and so he walks to the window and says it was really a matter of months and the news cameras were leaving my from in front of my house. Mm-hmm. And on the side of him, you see the television. And it's about OJ now. Right, the OJ trial So started. it was like, literally, we went from 
because that was the, that was literally the beginning. Because that hard copy show, they were. I remember watching hard copy. I remember. It used hard to come copy. on in the afternoon. It was real crazy. It was a shitty show, and they really <laughs> captured that whole thing because yeah. they were like that. They were cutthroat. They, they were cutthroat, and, 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 and it towing it, her car just to get her outside. Towing her car it was just beautiful. to get her outside. They would do, it's horrible. They would do tricks and schemes like that because they they were they were about sensitization. Yeah. Story. They, I mean, we're all doing it now, but that's yeah. what it was about. Yeah. And so, but it, it just. It was just a, a weird time in our, it in was our history. A, it was a weird time. Um, props to the crew. Yeah. From the cinematographer, whose name I'm going to try and say. You're going to beat apologies. it up. Uh, Nicholas Caracan... Oh, gosh. I'm sorry. Caracatsanis? We said it might be Greek. It doesn't say he's from Greece. But anyway. So, yeah. Nicholas from the cinematographer... It was fantastic in all that he did from from mimicking tracking shots. Yeah. From from those of you who who've actually seen a VHS player and have watched movies on it, remember the tracking shots and how you would have to adjust tracking. Oh yeah. Um, they mimicked that. They mimicked uh, what it was like to look through an aspect ratio of four four by three, which is right. television, um, to. Uh, the crew doing it, the, the, they killed the 80s, 90s look in every way. Clothing, set, hair, music. I mean, it was great. So really yeah. props to them. For and, I, and you know, it, it just added so much more to the story. I, I love when films do that, just the way Atomic Blonde did it with, with the music <sighs> and, and the style of that also 80s pick. Stranger Things. You know, Stranger Things is right doing it right now. So it's, it's always good to add those textures and those those flavors. And the scene that really captured my the whole sentiment to me of the movie was when when Tanya was getting ready for her her last competition. Oh yeah, it was so beautiful and sad. It was so sad, and and just so powerful. Right. of her just trying to get her face trying on, trying to get herself together. And I don't know Ooh, if anybody yeah, that was, that was horrible. And then she flipped that because her see we thought she was just being a. A crybaby little brat about her laces. We had no idea all this was all this happening stuff was in the happening background. Behind the scenes, right? And the the film really captured that moment, and and you could see her breakdown slowly happening. When uh, she was just she was just trying to put she on her was face. Just trying. And I don't to know. Escape. I don't know. It's all she ever had. And I think everyone can relate to that because everybody has a situation where whether they're trying to get to work every mm-hmm. day to a job that they hate or they're Absolutely. trying to deal with someone that they don't want to deal with yeah. or whatever it is. Just trying to uh, live. Just trying to put your face on to get out the damn door. I'm just trying to be. And and that's what she was doing. Absolutely. And it was so powerful. And I was like, wow. You know, and I, Margot Smoke. Robbie, yeah. I, she's one of my one of my favorite She's becoming actresses. one of my favorites. She's because like the she, new Charlize. She is really doing oh. it because she's not Charlize trying to Jr. be. She's not trying to be the sex symbol all the time in every film that she takes. She's no. she's like I'm an actress and she's showing that. From Focus to uh, Suicide, Suicide Squad, because she's to playing a great Harley Wolf Quinn. Wolf of Wall Street, mm-hmm. she played the the wife. Right. You know, she's done. Uh, what was the other one you guys were saying? The one she was saying in uh, in the tub. Oh um, yes, yes, yes. Uh, the Big Short. Big Short. Yeah, she was yeah. in a lot of films, and yeah. we did not know she was an Aussie. Well, of course. She is Australian. She can't be an American actress, but, you know, that's just how yeah, it goes like, these days. It, it's just, yeah. <laughs> I Sorry, learned, America. I should have learned film in Poland. Sorry, <laughs> America. All the great cinematographers come from. Everywhere else. It's like everywhere else. But you know what? There, there's still some talent. Hey, we don't need them, right? Yeah. 
There's still yeah. some talent. Keep them out. There. Keep them out. Yeah, we need them. Yeah. They're, they're fair skinned. I was the so last one. I'm the last can, immigrant. You, you can be, come in, and all of you a, can come in because yeah. you're fair. Right. It's okay. It's though. a shithole countries they don't want. Right. <laughs> you I mean, New Zealand was a shithole. No, maybe you're not considered shithole. They don't care about that. It's not. All they see is the white folks. They don't care about you. And Australia's fine because all the creamies have been taken care of. Right. We're very multicultural, by the way. Yes. I'm sure. We're. I'm we sure. are too, just to let you but know. not. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. White people only own most of the things, not all the things. Well, when right? we think of New Zealand, I don't I think it. of you. I get it. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm still. I think of the rock. Like, the, and like everyone we are, we else. We are the eighty percent, not the ninety-nine percent. Yeah. All right. I just want you to be very you. clear about thank, that. Thank you for that, Alex. I get it. <laughs> and I'm sure our fans really care. So, so <laughs> at the end of the day. How do you how do you feel about the movie? All right, final thoughts. Nowhere near as funny as I thought it would be, considering I was told it was super funny. But it was very it was funny, um, still very entertaining. That the performances were major, and, and seriously, big high marks go to Robbie and Janny for tremendous work, and and actually for that part to the crew for taking us back in time um, to a fully fleshed out pass. Yeah. You know, both cinematically and 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 in art direction and in mm. craft entirely. And I, you know what? And and once again, I, I like the darker side of of characters. And yes, I, we know. I actually appreciated the the weird twistedness of of all these. I sad did appreciate characters. it a great deal. And there yeah. were some very funny moments, but I get that kind of humor because I don't like comedy, but I like tragedy. So I think you like dark comedy. There is something special about it. But what I can appreciate is the fact that Tanya is still living this story. And still so sad. In 2018. But she was actually at the Golden Globes. She was, was the she? guest. She was oh, with Margot Robbie at mm-hmm. the Golden Globes I, on the red carpet. How could she not she take a, her? She got a standing ovation. Did people, she? Because people understand now that it wasn't that just That it about, wasn't just her. Right. She had a whole She had a whole bunch of shit load. with her. I wanted to fucking hug her yeah. a million times. She had a bunch of shit coming with her and I think yeah. that this film captures that and I hope that, you know, she finds peace and some kind of place in in, Please. in, in, in her life that she'll be in a good place. Yeah. And I think one of the things I loved about uh, the way the, the way they told the story was they didn't make a point. It was kind of like she was a genuine athlete and a genuine competitor right. she, she was, was a genuine athlete and they didn't they didn't linger on the fact that she was the the best no. they, they they really just tried to sort of tell the story of her background yes but um at the end of the day it was kind of all her grit and all her determination and everything that she ever really got was her sort of you know her whole thing of like fuck you yeah, her whole thing was like, well that's the other scale, but you, you know, know what at the end yeah. of the day which is really impressive that's right? how she's yeah. gonna survive because to get to that level, to get to that level, like, that's so much drive. As a poor person, as a, too? Exactly. That has, with a I mean, mother who fucking hates you. Right. Mother that fucking about hates it. you, a father's she son around. She told Jeff to kill himself. Yeah, she said, you know what, I think it's time she for you to kill yourself. She told Jeff to kill himself. I thought he would, too. Now well, I, that, guess, I guess you should just shoot yourself. But, right, I would but say see, that was but, such a dysfunctional But that's the power of her ability to survive. Yeah. Because she understands... You are not strong enough to do this, Jeff. No. But I got this. I think you should just kill yourself. Right. And she already said she just said it. And that's that's what's gonna keep her going. You my know what favorite I mean? one of my favorite parts in the film is when they show her age progression and she's like maybe I don't know, ten, 
mm-hmm. right before her dad leaves. Yeah, with the little kids. And she's skating, and they say something to her, like, oh, you're a trash bag or something. She just flips them off, keeps rolling. Mm-hmm. Right. On right. her skate, she's just, like, in it. Right. It's like, fuck y'all. Like, but the, the, like <laughs> I said, there was, that's the beauty of the of the, the person yeah. and of the character that they portrayed in this movie. And I think yeah. that there is something to be said about, because once again, she is the underdog. Mm-hmm. But I think there's something to be said about that. And, and at the end of the day, she is a survivor. Yes, she and, is. And that was what was so encouraging about this role in this, in this film itself. Yeah, entirely. And so I recommended it. People just go out and see it. I know it's an indie kind of movie, but... But it's available try everywhere. It. Try to find it. It's not hard to find because it is an award season. Oh, yeah. Because and the, the films are season, out. We'll and they've now re-released a lot of them because... Either the films have been nominated or they've actually been nominated and then won their awards. Right. So, so they they want to get people back in the theaters to see it. So I think check it out, please, by all means, yeah, wherever you are. Definitely. Please try and see it. I mean, it, it's it's not even just an award season film. It's actually a good film, and I think that people of all walks of life right can appreciate can appreciate about this and resonate with with Absolutely. what's happening. And it's because it's really about just people. Trying to survive, like yeah, right, definitely. like last episode, trying to survive in the world that they've been given. Yeah. And you sink or swim. And these speaking, motherfuckers are swimming. Speaking of swimming, <laughs> let's, let's let's go to Shakeway. Yes, Segway. Perfect segue. Let's, let's go swim in some damn water. The shape of water. Let's swim into the deep recesses of Guillermo oh del Toro's mind. Yes. He really please. needs a psychiatrist. First of all, Guillermo del Toro, do we not all know his work so well? Pan's Labyrinth, This is the Shape of Water, Hellboy, uh, Mama, which I'm going to say right now, one of my absolute favorite top horror films. Yes. It's fantasy-like. I saw it with I you, fuck I it, Yeah, so I've seen it three times. I saw it with you, so with somebody else, and then I rewatched it like on cable. Okay. I do really like the, the his fairy tale style of storytelling. Okay. Didn't 100% like it in this, but I did really, um, I do really like his way of telling it. The reason why I don't think I 100% liked it in this is because it's, uh, it's very nonlinear, and the nonlinear structure of it bothered me at times because it just felt disjointed. You know, he had us on a linear track, and then it would go nonlinear, and then linear again. And that that made me feel out of sorts. Well, Alex and I literally just saw it a few hours ago. Yeah. And the Shape of Water. Oh, the yeah. The Shape of Water. Because we, we, we all just saw Itania a few hours ago. Too. It was just, there was that dance sequence in the middle, just, I almost wanted to kill myself. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I said, well, what just happened? Why are we shoot, why are we toe tapping right now? It, there was just... I just didn't understand That's the purpose. That's the disjointed part that blew me away. I didn't understand the purpose. No, and there was no purpose in that. Because there's what? a relationship with her neighbor. Yes, right. we get that. Which is sweet. Which but is it's sweet. kind of like, why? 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 It wasn't Did, well, did all what? of the storytelling they give us amount to the fact that he wanted to help her in the end? Yeah. Yeah. we were discussing that it really felt like a film in two parts. It did feel like a film pre, in two parts. Pre-escape yes. of the creature. And then yeah. after the creature had escaped, and then it becomes kind of this love story. Right. But, uh, yeah, it was, so it was if confusing. You, it was a bit weird. Yeah, if you... I'm sorry, we didn't do this part, but we normally do. But if you are oh, not sure yeah. of what we're talking about, The Shape of Water by Guillermo del Toro is about 
um, at a top secret research facility in the 1950s, a lonely janitor forms a unique relationship with an amphibious creature that is being held in captivity. Wow, that was the perfect synopsis. <laughs> they just did that just like in film school. That yeah. just sounds like a synopsis. I wish I could take okay, but, <laughs> but um, the thing about this movie, I, I mean, and... And I'm a naysayer for films like this. Okay. I don't understand why white people love to fall in love with creatures, animals, <laughs> dogs, space aliens, all kind of bullshit. I don't understand yes. that. There is no yes. reason in the world yes. why this deaf woman would want to... Mute. mute. She wasn't deaf. She Whatever was the fuck she was... <laughs> Why she would want on to on radio? I just it just it and and I've been telling people for for weeks because I knew I had to see this movie one because it was Del Toro, of but two, I do like him and I knew that we were going to talk about it on the podcast. Yes, but I'm not an ET fan. I don't believe in Alf. I hated all that bullshit. I never watched any of that bullshit. I don't like God. That's eighties. I don't like creatures and humans coming together or pets or pets of any kind and. <laughs> Basically, that creature was a pet. He was a, a fuckable pet. He had a pet. And he, was a, he was a pet <laughs> with a penis. All right, even though you didn't see it, but it's fine. All you, we got to you, see was that, his abs. That alludes to that, right? But the whole thing is, it's just like, well, why would this happen? My problem with this story was yeah. that there was not enough backstory about her. Like we got a lot of fulfillment, yes, about who her supporting. Castmates were yes. from the neighbor yes. to the her, her, to her her black friend to her hapless happy black friend. But she wasn't and happy. She wasn't happy. She was just shucking and jiving. I can't do she Octavia was, Butler no, no, doing no, no. these fucking sad sad Hold piece on. roles Hold on. anymore. Hold on. I can't do it. I'm Hold sorry. on. She do and it. they did do an homage to the help. You remember it's, that line? It's an homage, homage all day to the help. But they did mention the help. Okay, so or say something about the help. I just want to make a point that. She was always late to work, and I was often late to the films we go see. And Vaughn's oh, like, and Vaughn's like, and Vaughn's like, you like this bitch, and I was like, I wish you. And then, it, and then yeah. wait, wait, that's well, my favorite impression of mine. <laughs> you like this bitch, yeah. and then I said, well, I wish you was as nice as the lady friend. <laughs> I wish you were She's as nice very as forgiving. Octavia yeah, Butler, yeah, yeah. who's always ready to punch me in. Yeah. And I said, and I said, never. Yeah. But the point is. I just didn't understand, like, well, we saw so much, we got so much backstory from the rest of the characters, even the boss at the at the center, right? Oh we knew all about his family and his yeah. little dysfunction and whatever, whatever, yeah. and his little happy, happy life in Baltimore with his little 2.5 kids and the little wife. Yeah, but it was a little weird, because Michael Shannon is like... Michael uh, Shannon is the motherfucker. Michael Shannon beast. is, who's my favorite guy. Stephen Lang. He is Stephen Lang. You can't tell if he's but, gonna fuck you or kill you. Yeah, yes, he, he'll do both. Yes, he will do both. Yes, Mike, Michael Shannon will do both. He's very fucking creepy. Right, but he's a genius at <laughs> it. I, I loved his performance, no, and I, I love this one too because he just he brings it one hundred percent. But we got that about him, like with with this woman. Who was the actress's name? To um, Sally, Sally Hawkins. Yes, Sally Hawkins. Sally Hawkins. I need you to eat a cheeseburger, and I need you to not mm. be a French woman. I well, felt she's like, a tiny woman from London. I felt like she was just a little <laughs> French lady in the whole film. She did feel very Amelie-ish, it, it was she? Ve- thank you. It, it definitely like, felt Amelie-ish. It was very Amelie. And I was like, what the? It what, was like what, indulgent, indulgent sort of like 
sexual cinema. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it was very odd. It was weird. It was weird. It was very odd. And like, did, why did we have to see her, like, jerk off every day? Why was that important? There was, yeah, there was. was women don't jerk off. Well, we it was a masturbation but, scene. Um, but it was R- a masturbation scene. Set. <laughs> we do rub it out. <laughs> so, basically, she rubbed it out every, it was, mor- every morning. A, she it, did. She had it's a, a masturbation why? scene set to an egg timer. To to she had to she had to do it in the time in which it took her to make those eggs. Right, and everything was about the eggs. And so it was the in egg, the water. But the egg always in the water. Between the water and the yeah. egg, the, the egg had symbolism too. So yes, I, there was has, so the many egg things. Did have symbolism. There was so many things going on yes. with that. There was and a I'm lot like, happening. Oh, why couldn't you give me a little bit more? But mm. see, where you say he didn't give you enough backstory, by the end of the film, I had figured out who she was and where she came from. And I was like, oh, I get it. And I, I mean, should we Well, do, I heard that, we but do, that was in exposition. It was in exposition. They didn't do enough to give me a little bit more, nor did I really care enough about her. I wasn't her. caring during the film. Yes, Right, I and that was you. the problem. I didn't care enough about her. I didn't care enough about her. I agree with you. Because and the other characters were, you, you knew more about them to feel a little bit more about them than you did about her. My thing is, they tried to flesh out uh, Octavia Butler's uh, husband, at the end, remember she kept talking about her name was Zelda, Zella in the film. Zelda, mm-hmm. Zelda. But what was her husband's name? B- B- Brewster. Brewster was it yeah. Brewster? Yeah, it was Brewster. Brewster Fuller. And they kept trying to f- flesh him out at the end, and I was like, well, He's she useless. was just, she was just talking about him, but see, he was the one. He was the one when they. Well, we're not going to tell the story. We didn't tell the story, spoilers. but essentially, she kept talking about her husband every day when she would talk to um, Eliza. Was the girl's name? But her, her, um, the story about her husband was her was her whole effect. She was the wife of this man. Of and this man, everything that did nothing. About, everything and about her, he was basically Mister from Color Purple. He was Mister from and, Color Purple. And so all you knew about him was his name and how he didn't really do anything. He didn't talk to her. It was useless. He didn't relate to her. He didn't relate to but her. That's how she until she stood up. But that's how she expressed herself. As the character. Yeah, until she stood up. And then, this is not spoiling it, by the way, but until she stood up against him. But really, it didn't have the impact that it did in Color Purple when when, when Sophia, right? Was the name Sophia? Anyway, when... <laughs> you mean when, when Celie. Celie. Who was Sophia? I don't know, it doesn't Sophia matter. was goddamn Oprah fucking Winfrey. Uh, yes, <laughs> I know. The other slave. I'm really not That's trying. That's why, you, Please, not. because you're thinking of Octavia <laughs> oh, Bittler, you're thinking about the other slave, I, Oprah Winfrey. I have triggered, I've That's triggered Henri Radio. <laughs> and everybody who knows I Von Harris, shit about Oprah, everybody that knows Von Harris knows I don't give a fuck about the planet Oprah is from. I'm going to say turn down the mic a little bit because so he's about to I'm go So I'm good in. now. I'm good. Sure? I'm done. Sure? I'm done. I'm done with that slave. Now we're talking about Octavia the Butler. The views of Vaughn on Oprah did not reflect the show. <laughs> she can't stop us from doing this fucking podcast. Okay. Fuck her. <laughs> I don't give a shit how the many speeches she says at, at the Golden Vaughn Globes. She ain't going to be president either. She is the female equivalent of Trump. Goodbye. <laughs> the reviews of Vaughn did not reflect the show. <laughs> or anything. Those are his and his alone. It, we, we're third of a bottle, a third of the way through the wild turkey right now. So this oh, is, dear God. But we know Nadia, hashtag. Nadia, Nadia scared of Oprah. Hashtag Henri Radio. We're just saying Henri Radio. <laughs> we, know, like we got some Trump liquor. We got some Trump liquor in Vaughn. Right. And he's espousing said. That's right. Views. Going through it. Yeah, and I will not be on her campaign run. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. We digress. We digress. So anyway, I felt the same as you. I felt like it was a uh, fairy tale. 
with a very French feel like Amelie, right? Definitely French. Very non-linear, classic Guillermo, right? Style storytelling. He also always tells films in this fairy tale like setting. Like you feel like he's telling you a bedtime story yeah. in a sense. And um just from the cinematic point of view, I just some of my favorite scenes were the bathroom scene, the bathroom water scene, which Oh that useless scene that they just do in which was just do. Uh, Totally Part useless. of me thought I didn't think it was useless. What was it for? I just I think it was for cinematic effect. That's all. It had but, nothing to do with the story though. But but she'd already re- had sex with. But him. listen to me. In reality, I thought it was useless. I kept saying to myself, "Why the fuck are you doing this?" Because they lived above the movie theater, and I kept saying, yeah. "Why the fuck are you doing this? You're ruining the theater below." You're you're thinking too logistically. I was too thinking smart. too logically. That's logical, right? But, the but whole at the point same is, time, I'm like, that oh. scene should have been the scene in the shower. It's the very beautiful. The scene in the shower should have been that scene. Yes, yes. the scene in the so shower. So we wouldn't have had that. Shouldn't thing. have been that scene. But and I will I say see this: a little fish stick come out, and we didn't get the <laughs> as, fish stick at as, all. Kanye as likes they, fish sticks. As like, they explained Kanye to us, likes fish sticks. Kanye likes fish sticks. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Can someone, yeah. Alex? I'm gonna need you to sit down. <laughs> sit this, down, Alex. It's been a minute, Alex. We need sit to down. adjust. <laughs> Fish dicks. Captain. Oh my god! All right. So, <laughs> not to ruin it for the fans. I want people to see the film. But wait, there is a whole scene in which they explain how uh, his penis actually comes out, right. which is so insane to me. Right. And, and I thought it was so retarded. I was, I was like, like, why are we this talking is like about this childlike amphibian's dick? Right. It was like <laughs> childlike. Like, and these are adults. And oh I understand my it was the early, what, mid 60s or whatever when it was. It was 1950s. No, it was in the 60s. It, no, it says 50s in, in IMDb. No, it doesn't. It can't. It, it can't because they were in Vietnam. In the, no, the, I don't think it was Vietnam. Though. I don't know. Bro. No, there was the Huey helicopters. No, he remember they what he showed what they showed was. Plus, on he the said television. he said I knew you thirteen years ago in Pusan, which is in Korea, the Korean War, which was in the early fifties. Okay, so thirteen so, years so after the Korean War is All the right. early because 60s. they showed. Okay, so they timelines, quote, motherfucker. The, Timeline. Listen. The sh- IMDb. Fish sticks and timelines. <laughs> All right, fuck you. All right, let's get back to Thanks, hold up. Before we go, Before we go back to fish dicks, I need fish to sticks. be clear. <laughs> you were saying fish sticks. Fish sticks, fish sticks. I thought dicks, you were saying fish sticks. It's, it's, it's all the same. God. But the point is, they were showing part of the civil rights movement where, once again, with water, where they were shooting the hoses on us, which okay. Donald Trump and all his supporters. All right, so let's now. get cinematic for a minute, right? It's still that's there. Like my whole there were so many layers there. When we when we discuss water in film, right? Water means emotion. So water means emotion. It means blood. It means uh, birth. It means new beginnings. It it means a number of things. Uh-huh. Um, life. I think for her, it meant life and uh, emotion, mostly, it seems. Well, it seemed like she was very devoid of, mo- of emotion until she hung out with the, she the gay devoid, neighbor next door. But she was devoid of emotion, and she, she hung out with the neighbor and meant the amphibian guy. Okay, but see, Who's, Does there he was, have a name? No. It, fish dude. Man from fish Atlantis dude. is what I've been calling him on His Facebook name is Amphibian Man. Oh, I'm calling him the creature. Because he looks like the creature from the Black Lagoon. He's he played like. by uh, Doug Jones. By Doug. Nobody who knows also who plays Abe uh, Sapien. Sapien? Abe Sapien in Hellboy. And they look like cousins. Mm-hmm. Vaughn Did, made that Vaughn, point. Vaughn, don't make the, the jerk off sound. 
because it makes it matters. Obviously, he put him in here for a reason. Because filmmakers always use the same damn people all the time. Well, maybe he's also obsessed with this amphibian and amphibian life. I think Guillermo (laughs) wants to fucking. I think Guillermo needs a doctor. Guillermo wants to fuck fish. I think he wants to fuck fish. He needs to go to the doctor. (laughs) Maybe it's Guillermo that likes fish sticks. Listen. Film is your is All right. your psyche. All right, so let's let's go back for a second. Let's yes. let's go back for just yes. a hot minute. Go back. How far? We didn't learn anything <laughs> about her until the very end. Basically, there was a little exposition about where they found her. There was a little exposition bullshit. where she, she found had her. no life other than and being f- a cleaner at the damn for plant. Me, right. For me, we were discussing this. The final scene pretty much caps uh, who caps her story and tells me who she is. Right. I mean, I will let the fans figure out for themselves, but you've got three different scenes. You've got uh, the scene in which they tell you where she, they found her on the side of a lake mm-hmm. or yeah. some water somewhere. She's got three slits on the side of her neck. We're not sure. She's that she claims that happened to her when that she was she a child. she claims that happened to her well, when she was a child. Why the hell we seeing all these scars But we still. see three slits on both sides of her neck. Because she was old as hell. Like, she had to be. <laughs> she had to be at least. 40, late 40s, 50s? No, she wasn't that old. She must have been in her like late 30s, 40s. Super but old. She just but I mean, in old. the 50s, you look fucking old. It's not like these days where you look young for your age. Well, she just, she just, I just didn't no, get, I like just didn't get her. Kind of British white. I didn't get her. Well. She didn't have good teeth, though, so I didn't think she she's was British. She's British. But she had good teeth. That's she why I said teeth. I didn't think she was British. But She is a movie star. But the whole thing is, <laughs> there was just some moments where I was like, well, why do I give a fuck about this girl? Like, because the story yes. was more interesting from the perspective of Shannon and the creature. But, like, if that yeah. battle would have happened, and then they yeah, had this that whole, was a good battle. this whole subplot of the Russians, because the Russians once well, again was... are trying to destroy us. Okay, wait, but... They were trying to destroy us and were the terrorists before bullshit turned around and said it's now all Muslims. Right. We all of forget. Course. Of Fucking course. Russians. We don't remember that anymore. We still forgot that. But that's Russians what it is. were communists. And right. And we hated our them. And they were just so trying to take all our secrets. Right. Right. But, but the whole thing is, but na- <laughs> the whole thing is the movie, like that was it. And like Alex said earlier, it was like two movies because it was you're right. Like two once, movies. once he broke out, of, once she broke him out of the place. It felt like it was a, just a totally different movie. It was a love story after that. But then, wait, can I can I dip in and say maybe there was a third film? Because there was a whole thing about her friend Giles, who was a homosexual oh, the, the, in the 50s, the 60s, yeah. and trying to kind of find love, who was right. absolutely alone. He was yeah, an advertising guy who was absolutely alone, not willing to change with the times, because mm-hmm. he was still an artist, a visual artist, but right. they were kind of saying, like, oh, we do photography now. Right. And, and he, he was like, and no. you know, but there was a theme that was running through the film, and they all kind of marked on it. There was a theme of loneliness that ran through. Loneliness this film. was the film. They yeah. all, every single character was lonely. Every single character, whether they were in a relationship or not, right? They were all lonely, from Octavia Butler. Yeah, even to, Michael Shannon was misunderstood. He was the same way. He he was lonely too because he he was living in a life, but he wasn't a part of his life. He wasn't a part of his life. He was set on that trajectory of like succeeding military. Mm-hmm. military I must not fail. Right. I am a man. But there was there was a whole lot of that. It was a whole lot. There was a whole lot of like. Um, it was a whole lot of like. <laughs> archetypal st- structure that we these days me, fight against. No worries. That we these days fight against. And so 
Um, what else was I saying? The oh, patriarchy, you mean? Patriarchy, yes. Mm-hmm. We fight about that every day. Isn't today the Women's March? Oh, yes, there it's the Women's March. Uh, I get pussy hats. <laughs> I had so much more to say, but I can't. <laughs> but okay, so all right, so my other favorite scenes were um, in the ending at the docks. Right. I just think, okay, so a lot of these scenes were my favorite because a lot of times on this podcast, I come from a very cinematic point of view my thoughts in films are always in through imagery very um, academic very very academic but it's or always you're just a hater but i'm not a hater at all but i just fucking love imagery i love photography i love the moving yeah. image and i just well, love well how, it I had the, that it i love the craft the craft of it was amazing as well i just thought there was a lot of great shots from first of all they were living my life I would love a fucking loft apartment above a movie theater. Yeah, yeah. That was an amazing space they had. But, you know, everything from inside and outside the theater was awesome. Did you see those pans, those tilts, those there dollies? Was, there was a lot of beautiful moments There's in the film. And what in, I loved blouts. about it from a cinematic perspective was yeah. the texture the te- from the uh, inside yeah. of the apartment. Yes. There was a whole lot of textural moments so in there. Moments. In the bathrooms and underwater in her apartment. Shots. The underwater shots. Inside the theater. Mm-hmm. Because it was one of those old school classic old theaters. Old school classical theaters. With the velvet. Giant marquees. Just beautiful. Yes. Everything about it was beautiful. And then yes. the, the costuming was very nice. Costume was and, very good. And there was, there was a, they did like color treatment and, and study in it a lot. Yeah, because they Because there was greens and blues and teals and, because and that's, there was a lot of that about the water. the bathroom, when they were trying to get into her bathroom and finally the door opened. She peers like ever seductively over the amphibian shoulder. Right. And there was like a thin neon blue mm-hmm. going from the back of his neck down his shoulder down to his arm. And she's just like seductively looking over his shoulder with the hair in her face. It was fucking amazing. Yeah. There was the, and it was a lot That of was push. the beauty of this film. Yeah. And, but we didn't expect anything less from no. Del Toro with that because no, that's, that's what he does. No, because it's always amazing in no but regard. I think that. Everything about this movie was, to me was blue and green. Yes, it, it was just, blue and it, green. It all felt that way yes. the whole time. Very blue and, and green. even and when you had that pop of color, yes. after she had sex with the creature, I don't know why, but after she had sex with the creature, remember she was wearing the red? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And then there was pops of red everywhere. Well, it's very Mildred Pierce, although Mildred Pierce was black and white, but it's very Mildred Pierce in the sense that it was like color... Brings out life, so uh, and, Papa and, you know, and at that point when she popped on the, the end red, of virginity, when she popped on the red, she was seductive. all happy and smiling and all, you know, two minutes like, from an ooh, orgasm, ooh, ooh, but ooh, ooh. she was feeling herself. Listen, who's not feeling themselves after they have sex for the first time? No, you I know? get it, I get it. Who's not feeling themselves after they have did, sex? Period. She did sleep with an alligator. <laughs> she did sleep with an amphibian. Yes. So, but listen, I guess how you get it is how you get how it. How you get it is how you get it. I ain't mad with her. I'm for just that. saying. I mean, Vaughn <laughs> quoted that in the theater. I just looked at him. Did, and go did like, he what say the that? Fu-? I said, "What the fuck are we looking at?" And he's like, "You get it, girl." <laughs> I mean, you just you get it. She got it. How you, know, you get it? She you was. Get it. She got it. She was getting at you know, it the end. She got it, and I'm like, okay, everybody need a little something, something. Right. She to, got to, it. To, to juxtapose that though, <laughs> when there was the cat running around. Vaughn was like, ew. Vaughn, no, no, Vaughn was just like, eat that motherfucker. <laughs> he did eat it, though. <laughs> yeah, I called that. Yeah. Now, what? Say, eat that motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, no, Vaughn. Don't you love, love going the to the movies with Vaughn? I love the cat. Eat that motherfucker. And First like, of all, no. there's all these, like, little ad libs. No. 
But yet, if you say something too loud, he's like, wait, wait, we're in a movie. I'm like, motherfucker, you just been, you just been commenting the whole time. But I don't wax fantastic. I just he have just one makes word or one two. two. And then when he turns and he's the head's missing, Vaughn <laughs> just like leans back on his chair, burst out laughing. Like, yes! <laughs> he's like, yes, you killed yes! that motherfucker! Yes! Dead. That's Why would I you? I was like, this isn't the fucking metal scene of fucking <laughs> Star Wars, bro. <laughs> fucking innocent. Creature uh, was just eaten. Oh right. well, you let some creature crawling out of wherever they found this motherfucker in South America, which we still oh, don't yeah, know they, anything about. They did say South America. You know, they just found some creature. They dragged it over here. Okay, you can't expect <laughs> it to be a pet, so well, shit happens. But now she I want to I want to go to one specific area in the film. Okay, that really set the tone for the Alex. Would you like another drink? What would you like? There some, is some beer, please. Oh, beer. Oh, you're on beer now. I'm going. I'm going uh, one for one. One for one, baby. Take it. You mean one for three? But I was okay. gonna say, yeah. Was um, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> there was a moment. It's in, partially cloudy today. I don't need any more shade. There was a moment. <laughs> in the, nice. Very, good. very nice. Alex been hanging around a lot of black folks. There's a lot of black. There's a lot of black in you right now. You got some black people in you, Alex. It's all right. <laughs> My point is, there was the moment in the in the diner. Yes. When the black people came in and were not welcomed at the counter. Yes. That, and they they did that to mark the time. Yes, they did. They did that to mark mm. the time. But it, it struck me in a way, and and they needed the they needed the other character, the gay guy, they needed him to see that too. They wanted him to see that this guy that you've put on this pedestal right. is not who you think he is. And it was such a... Well, they needed an arc for that character Right, as they well. needed that, and it happened. Yes. And that was the moment. And it was such an ugly, an ugly... It was an ugly moment. It stuck out in my it head was because a very I was like, moment. you know... Because I think had they not come in and no one was around, he would have went for it. You know, it was... Yeah, exactly. But it was Because he didn't a, like those nasty-ass pies. But it was such a disturbing... <laughs> it was such a... It shook me in that way that I'm like, it's so sad yes. that... Even in the fairy tale telling of this story, because yes. we moved out of fairy tale at that point. Yes, we did. To pure, unadulterated racism. Of course. You know the what bigotry. I mean? And it, and and that's what speaks to me living in America to be an American citizen that and a black man in America that yes. no matter how what what fantasy bullshit we living in, yes. white bitches fucking alligators. <laughs> there's still there is still racism <laughs> and it just it just I was like I want to not laugh at your serious point but, that's but I'm, it was it just it just got me to a point where I'm like I can't even watch this white woman having sex with a with an alligator without them saying blacks are still evil right and then, then there'll be some <laughs> so racism somewhere and it's just well you know it was just such a it was such a and ugliness and sad because he was really trying not to be that vulnerable in his right. life at all. Right. And you could see there was a previous relationship. Right. But he was trying to keep it under wraps. And it just... It and just, he just took a moment and it sucks to be blown off like that in any regard, whether in, you're any straight regard. or gay. Right. To, to Black, be open white, enough to purple, reach out green, to a person and the person say, oh, get away Asian. from me. It just, I'm horrible. There was, there was I'm horrified this, by you. That moment of yes. ugliness yes, it was, was very another ugly. moment that took me out of the film. But maybe he wanted to take you out of the film and say, listen, this is really what 
right. America is. And yeah. I guess and I guess that could be it. That could I be mean, it. I mean, Guillermo isn't American, is he? I don't think he is. No, Guillermo is Mexican. He's Mexican. He's but part of the, the, the Three Amigos, as they call them, right? Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, they're he called is. The, they're called the yeah. Three he Amigos. Is. He is. So, just quickly, though. Yeah. Guillermo is excellent at doing that. Yes. Like, that is what he does yes, in he all does. of his films. And all in, of his in films. In Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. There's that moment where it's all fantasy and you know that the Spanish Civil War is going on. Yes. You've got partisans and fascists fighting. But there's always that, that like come to crash down to earth moment yeah. where in Pan's Labyrinth, the fascists kind of seize all, seize all the partisans and her yeah, parents. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And like every, yeah. all of a sudden everyone starts dying and gets executed. Right. You know what I mean? And it's just like, oh, shit. There's a civil war going on. Right. She's having this little fantasy, but there's people getting like killed all the time all right. around her. And then like that moment in the diner was that kind of yeah. yeah it was when kind he of, brings yeah. the he brings historical fact into the fantasy. Yes. Because it, he's obviously gone through a lot. Of yeah, and, he's, seen and, he, and he's making some statements about he it. He is making yeah. some statements about a lot of things. It. I appreciate it, but for me just watching it, if it just felt like, well, there is never any time. When I can watch a movie, yes, and not and not be reminded that as a black person living in America, I don't care if a shit wherever else you are, you right. can be in Europe, Africa, right. wherever the fuck you are. But what I know it's is here. America, yeah. And there's never a time, yeah, when you could just be. No, you know what I mean? There's just never a time. It's never a time. Also for the LGBT community, because he was reminded of his place too. Yeah, he was the too. character. So it was just like, and he was a white man, right? But once and again, he was like, no, 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 you are a minority, right? You're still in this group. You're the other. And it just it's 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 upsetting to me. And I'm in 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 the moments of all this fantasy water bullshit, military <laughs> fish having sex with white women. Whatever, right? I still have to be reminded <laughs> that I love how you just keep saying fish having sex because that's what it was. Let's be clear about it. That's what it was. That's Strange. what it was. Yes, that's what it was. Yes, I understand. Uh, we can call it. We can we can paint all kind no. of pretty pictures around it. We could, but it's that's what it was. Yes, fucking fish. We got it. But <laughs> if she had sex with a black man, if they would be like, ready to kill her ass. You're so disgusting. She would have had to die. He has to die and, and you have that, to be beaten. And that was the reminder of well, it. Well, maybe that's what he was saying. And I think that's what he was going. Or, or a Mexican man, because it would have been the same if she'd have been with It would have been know, the same if she would have been Jose. anything other than a white guy. Right. It's just That's just what it is. Right. But. I, I, that's why she was allowed to be the one that was friends with the black girl because she was another because she right, was disabled. Right, because she was another because she was disabled. She was she, she was, was a deaf. Mute. There was mute. Whatever. She wasn't deaf. She was not a mute. deaf. She was mute. Right. So because and they kept calling her dummy. They kept calling and, her dummy. And, and you don't can you hear times, me? To speak to the times, I remember there was a there was a guy in my community where I grew up who was mute. Yes. And they would call him dummy too. I'm sure. And growing up, I was like, well, why? And I remember asking my parents, why are they calling him that? Because he's smart. He's, but he's it's not, not dumb, like, yeah. He's not dumb. But that was what they would call people during that time. Well, Just like for understand. me growing up, you know, I'm with sure the disability. They called you crippled a bunch, On crutches, right? I would like be that? crippled or, you know, handicapped and all these bullshit names that right. they would address you as. Right. I was like, well, I don't know what that means. Because that takes you out of who you are as a right. person. You're not a person. You're, you're not that a person. Thing. You're that thing. So it was always you're that situation. Other. So, and and so for me, watching it in this way, 
I said, well, hmm, you know, why does it have to be this way? But that's just how, that's just how one, the culture we live in and, yes. and how people are accepted. And everybody has to be put in a box some kind yes. of way. Even Tanya Harding was put in a box. Yeah, because she... Because she never, she she never fit. According to them, she never fit what they deemed to be appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. So So to wrap this up, to wrap this up, absolutely go see it. I mean, if you can't deal with Guillermo's fairy tale style of filmmaking, I think you should just go and enjoy the visuals because it was absolutely stunning. Congratulations to the cast and crew, but especially Guillermo, who actually won the Golden Globe for Best Director of a Motion Picture. Yes, he did. And they won Best Original Score. So, like, that's pretty cool. Um, And also, what we want to say is thank you for being here. And um, if you like this episode, please be sure to like. Share and follow us on all our social media platforms. That's under Beer, Bourbon, and a Movie. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can always hear us on SoundCloud. And please don't forget to use the hashtag, hashtag BBMPodcast. Please, by all means, ask for suggestions. Absolutely. Tell us what you want to see. Tell too. us what you want to see. We'll review whatever we want. And to what, what are we going to see next week? Next, next week, it's the post. Yeah, what are we going to see next time? The post. The post and... <laughs> And, and Den of Thieves. Fitty. Den of Thieves. Fitty. Fitty Cent. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for stopping by, uh, film fans. It's been a blast. This is Beer Bourbon and a Movie. See you next time.